Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside 131st ranked prospect Mason Langenbrunner. Mason, how are you today? I'm doing good, Michael. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on once again. Uh, as for me, I'm trying to do as best as I can during these unfortunate times, you know, and that has brought a lot of people to Netflix. You know, Netflix has been quite popular. What have you been doing during quarantine? Yeah, so Netflix has been a big part of my time too. Uh, watched Outer Banks, gotten through All American. Uh, I think I'm watching The Office for like the third time now. So got that. I've also started reading a little bit too. Gotten through a few good books and uh, yeah, just trying to keep busy as much as I can. Have you been watching any sports that have returned? Yeah, I've been watching a ton of golf when tournaments on the weekends and stuff. I think that as a huge golf fan, back coming back was a huge thing. So, yeah. Who influenced you to start hockey? Uh, mostly my dad. Uh, with his career and everything he did, it was kind of a no-brainer that I was going to start playing hockey. So, yeah. Like you said, you are the son of a former medalist, a two-time Stanley Cup champion, Jamie Langenbrunner. Have you watched any of his tape? Uh, yeah, actually over quarantine too. I've gone over on YouTube and just watched some of his videos and stuff and some of his highlights and a couple with him, a couple by myself. Uh, some of my buddies have sent me some stuff too. And it's pretty cool to just watch him playing and stuff. So, Where were you when uh, Crosby scored the famous 2010 Olympic gold medal goal? Because obviously your dad was playing that game. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I was there. Had to watch that all go down. As a Canadian, I bet that that was a pretty awesome moment for you. As an American in Vancouver, it wasn't the, wasn't the greatest time for me, but it was pretty a uh, remarkable moment to be there. It will be, it's still awesome, like, you know, just to have the witness, you know, A, in Canada, and obviously Canada yeah. wins it, but then obviously for you, with your dad playing, you know, you know what heartbreak kind of feels like. Yeah, exactly, 100%. What are some of your fondest uh, hockey memories growing up? Uh, a lot of it has to do with being at the rink with my dad. So whether it was me playing or my dad playing, just being able to go out there and, I don't know, just play hockey. So one of them would have to be, so for his pregame skates and stuff, we would uh, go to the rink early with him and I would just go walk around. Like when he was in New Jersey or St. Louis, I'd go walk around the entire arena by myself, with a couple buddies or go on the ice early, be able to skate a little bit. So some of the, those are some of like my best hockey memories. And how did you choose to be a defenseman? Because obviously your dad was a right winger. Yeah. So when I was in Peewees or whatever, we had just moved to Minnesota. and We lived in a pretty small town and we didn't have enough defensemen for our team. So my dad's like, hey, you're playing defense. I was like, all right, guess I'm playing defense now. So that's how I started playing D. Like you said, you did grow up in Minnesota. Did you cheer for the Wild or were you always a fan of your dad's team? Uh, I was mostly a fan of my dad's team growing up. So when he was in New Jersey, New Jersey, I was Devils fan, Dallas, Dallas fan, St. Louis, St. Louis fan all the way. And then now that he's with the Bruins, kind of been cheering for him recently. But to be completely honest, I've never really just had one team that I've stuck with. So, And like you mentioned, uh, you were a Devils fan. Did you, do How much of the Stanley Cup final run do you remember in 2012? I remember it a lot because that's when they lost to Los Angeles and when Los Angeles was the eighth seed or whatever. And yeah, my dad was in St. Louis at the time and they got, I'm pretty sure they got shut out. It was four nothing series. And then uh, I remember New Jersey making that run. And uh, at the time 
Zach Parisi was there, and I thought that maybe New Jersey could get one more before, like, they would go into kind of a rebuilding phase a little bit. So, um, yeah, I remember a lot about that run, and unfortunately, L.A. was just on fire, and New Jersey couldn't pull through, so. It will be interesting to see, you know, with this 2014 playoffs, like you mentioned, the Kings were on fire. Like, you know, if one of these qualifying round teams just catches fire, then they're kind of a hard team to play against. Oh, 100%. Like, everybody's on an even level. I know the Bruins or the Lightning or whatever, those teams that were on fire at the time and kind of playing their best hockey, now it has no impact. It's anybody's game now. And it's going to be interesting to see now that, first overall pick going to one of the qualifying team losers so it's going to be it's going to be crazy to see all that works out and the team that loses may not be uh, too upset that they have a chance at that first overall pick a one in eight shot is quite uh good if you're Chicago or Montreal because you know Montreal was the 24th team and Chicago exactly. was the 23rd team yeah for sure would you say that uh your dad you wanted to model your game after him um a little bit but not really uh he is uh he was obviously he's a forward so it's a little game but even looking back at it there's still some things that we resemble with each other but I think if you ask a lot of people we play a very different playing style and I, I never really tried to model my game after him but I did take tips and lessons that he taught me and try to incorporate them in my game so with you, uh, I guess, taking some tips from your dad, was there one specific player who you wanted to model your game after? Yeah, so in the recent years, I've really been watching Brandon Carlo with the Boston Bruins. I think that he plays a very complete hockey style, and that's something that I want to incorporate into my game too. So he's a player that I've tried to model my game after. Would you be able to speak upon your road to where you are today, like some of the challenges you faced? What are some of the successes you've had? Yeah, so... Growing up, I was never really the best guy in whatever level I was at. I was kind of a late bloomer to say. So growing up, uh, I spent a lot of youth hockey times in New Jersey and then St. Louis for a couple of years. And then Pee Wees and Bantams, I was in a town called Cloquet in northern Minnesota. And for my first year of high school, and it was great. I think we made five state tournaments and uh, we, we were pretty good in youth hockey. And then over the years, uh, stuff started to change. And uh, this year, I ended up moving to Eden Prairie and playing for Eden Prairie. And uh, our team, I've never played on a more passionate and complete team in my life. And it was just an amazing year. And uh, unfortunately, we lost in the state championship. But it was, it was an incredible year. And it was, uh, helped me become the hockey player I am right now. So. You know, every kid plays or dreams to play in the NHL with all the hard work that you've put in. What would it mean for you to be drafted? It would be incredible. Just knowing we're, knowing what it's like to be in the NHL. I was fortunate enough to have a dad who was there and being able to see all that they had and all the, all the cool stuff they got to experience and just being able to potentially be on the first track to getting there and getting drafted in the NHL would be, it would be incredible. So, yeah. Like you mentioned, you played with Eden Prairie High. You notched 19 points in 25 games. How do you make sure your game goes to the next level? Uh, just continuing to be an offensive presence on the ice. I think that my defensive game was pretty good this year, and I was a pretty solid, not stay-at-home defenseman, but a pretty solid like puck-moving defenseman and solid in the defensive zone. 
But uh, I think this next year, just taking the next step offensively and being able to create more in the offensive zone is a big part for me. You played with Joe Newendike's son, Jackson. How close are you with him? Uh, me and Jackson uh, are pretty close. We, uh, when we were younger, we actually lived to, with each other for like a year or so when our dads were in New Jersey together. And then after his team, USHL team, they folded last year. He was picked up by Sioux City, who that's who I'm affiliated with too. So uh, me and Jackson have got to play with each other a few times, and it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool because our dads are there and just them playing together and now us. It's a pretty cool experience. How cool is it playing with people or, you know, guys your age, uh, given the fact that their dads played in the show? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think that we all have a unique experience and stuff with being able to be around the game at that high of a level and being able to see our dads there and being able to create those memories. So playing with each other is a, it's a pretty cool experience. How has the coronavirus impacted your draft preparation? Um, it's done a lot of like individual training and stuff. So there hasn't been any scrimmages or games or whatever. So it's a lot of skill work on the ice. It's a lot of working out and stuff like that. Uh, honestly, I think it might've helped me a little bit, be able to grow some strength. So after my high school season, I was going to go play in the USHL, but um, <clears throat> when that was canceled, uh, I didn't get to go down there at all. So that was a little bit unfortunate, but at the same time, it gave me a lot of time to work on training and getting bigger and just working on stuff that I need to work on. You mentioned that you want to be uh, in a, a more offensive presence on the ice. How do you keep uh, that quality consistent with your game? Um, it's, it's something that you don't need to change other things for. You just need to kind of incorporate it a little more. So I think that it's not that I don't have the chance in the offensive zone to be more of a threat. It's just that I don't do it as much. So I think that there's times where I, I got to be the one to push the pace in the offensive zone and being able to one to make the plays instead of just giving it off to other people to do so. So I think that those all go hand in hand with each other. What are some qualities in your game that you like? Um, I like the way I see the ice. I think I see it in a very unique way and pretty uh, smart way too. And then I also like my skating too. I'm a pretty long and lengthy guy, but at the same time, I think I'm a pretty smooth skater and stuff. So, yeah. What would you say is a typical game day for you? Uh, so usually Friday, we usually play on Fridays and Saturdays. So Fridays we have school and then after school I'll come back to my house and take a little nap or do some homework or something before heading over to the rink. I usually go like two, two and a half hours before we go out for warm-ups. I get there early from there, just get ready, tape my stick, play some uh, soccer with the guys, and then get ready to head on the ice. How busy would you say you are during the season? Uh, pretty busy between school practices and everything in between. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty constant schedule, and it's not a ton of time for – breaks but at the same time there's nothing I want to do more so how do you keep busy during the off season uh golf lots of golf uh besides that still ton of hockey so like today I woke up trained I'm also taking a class right now too so I do class every day and then golf hang out with friends uh head up to my cabin as much as I can to get on the lake and yeah what is your biggest takeaway from this season uh, kind of got to see, um, where I need to be in order to get where I want to be. Um, I think that as a team, we had 
we, we, we learned a lot, especially in the last game of the year and seeing what it takes to actually reach the final goal and become state champion. So, yeah. You're committed uh, to Harvard for, to continue your hockey dreams. What played into your commitment there? Uh, a lot of it had to do with the coaching staff there. Um, loved who's there, Coach Donato, Coach Marcu, Coach Totorello. They're just they're they're great guys. They uh, they really improve hockey players. And just looking at past people that have gone through, especially defensemen in the past year, like they're they're developing NHL players along with giving kids that maybe aren't at the NHL level an opportunity to have a Harvard like academic or Harvard uh, diploma, which is huge in life. So um, that played a big role into it. And then also when I visited there and saw the campus, I was like, how can I not come here? So, yeah. What will you be studying at Harvard? Uh, I want to go into some business, business finance or possibly law too. So are you the one to chirp the opponent or let your play do the talking? Uh, I'm a little bit of a chirper, but for the most part, I just let my play do the talking. Uh, I would say more so in practice. I kind of let guys hear it a little bit. So, I don't know, I like to create a little bit of energy on the ice, but at the same time, I kind of just let my play do the talking. So, I do have a pack of hockey cards next to me. Uh, how cool would it be for you to, you know, get your own hockey card? That would be, uh, that would be pretty cool. Do you have one or no? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, not of you, but uh, I do have one of a guy that I interviewed. I got a rookie card of Ryan Kuffner. I did an interview with him a while ago. Really? Oh, that's so, really cool. It's pretty cool when I ripped it open and yeah. I just saw it lying there. Yeah, no, having an old hockey card would be pretty cool to have. I know I have a couple of my dad from when he was younger and stuff like that, and that's pretty cool. If you got the opportunity, what would be your go-to shootout move? Uh, I always come down the left side. I think it gives me more options. And then I always do a one fake to the backhand. And either from there, I go to backhand or I look for five a lot to try to open up the goalie up. And last question here on the podcast: Do you have any advice for aspiring hockey players that may look up to you? Yeah, just make sure you love what you do every day. So whether you're working out or going to the rank, make sure you're loving what you do and continuing to grow as a player. And also remember that it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So being able to realize that even if you aren't, where you want to be at 14, 15 years old, there's still plenty of years before you'll get to where you want to be. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to thank 131st ranked prospect Mason Langenbrenner for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, Mason. Thank you. Thanks for having me.